Hey, we're going to begin with uh, reading our scripture today. We're going to look in the book of Matthew chapter 14. Going to read verses 13 through 32. More than I normally read, so uh, I'm just telling you that. But please pay attention to the story because I'm not going to retell it. You know, I, I hate it when a pastor reads a story and then turns right around and retells it. So I'm not going to retell the story. So for you to uh, be able to follow along in the message, make sure and pay attention To the story this morning. All right, in the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, began reading with verse number 13. The Bible says that as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the, the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted, say insisted, Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. And sending them, and after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. The title of my message this morning is, Don't Miss the Boat. Don't Miss the Boat. You see, I believe that God wants to take us somewhere that we have never been. Or he wants to take us somewhere where we have not been in a very long time. You see, the pandemic and sheltering in place and online church services has hindered the intimacy that is so sweet and so powerful with our Lord. 
especially when we gather together publicly and blend our spirit and blend our faith. We did our best and we made it through, but, but, but the social distancing produced some distancing from the Lord as well. I believe that God is calling his church back to intimacy and closeness with him. I believe that he is calling us to release the pause button that we pushed during the pandemic. He's calling us to get in the boat with him and take a ride. He has somewhere that he wants to take us. He wants to take us where we've never been, far beyond where we've ever been with him. He says, get on board. I want to take you there. He wants to take us back to where we one time were, but not only back to where we were, but far beyond that. The question that I have for us this morning is, who is willing to get on board? The admonishment that God has instructed me to give you today is don't miss the boat. The boat is prepared. Jesus is in the boat. He's inviting all of us to get in the boat with him. Don't miss the boat. In the scripture that we read, verse 22 says that Jesus insisted that the disciples get into the boat. One translation says that he made them get in the boat. Another one says that he constrained them. For whatever reason, the disciples were not all that eager to get into the boat. They resisted and fought against it. I wonder what it was that, that, that made the disciples resist. I wonder what it was that, that, that caused them to not really be excited about getting on board. Well, I believe that perhaps the very same reasons that the disciples didn't want to get on board and didn't want to get into the boat that day are some of the very reasons why we will have pushback today and so many today will resist the boat. I'm going to suggest five of them today, five reasons why we might miss the boat. The first reason why we might miss the boat is we're comfortable right where we are. I said we're comfortable right where we are. The disciples certainly were. Remember our scripture? Remember the scripture that we read? Listen, the crowds of people were there, man. Thousands, perhaps 15, 20, 25,000 people were there. There was a huge crowd there that day. Oh, the miracles were flowing, man. I mean, I mean, blinded eyes were open and deaf ears were unstopped and the cripples were walking, man. The miracles were flowing that day. And, and besides all of that, they, they had dinner on the ground that day. All oh, you can eat fish and chips. Wow, man, it was going on there that day. The disciples had position. The disciples had notoriety. They were Jesus' right-hand men. Man, I, I can just see them walking through the crowd side by side with Jesus with their heads high. Oh, as they are a part of the process of the miraculous. Remember, Jesus broke the bread, but he gave the bread to the disciples. So the disciples went through the crowd uh, handing out the bread and the fish. They were a part of the process. Man, no doubt they were swelling with pride that day. Why didn't they want to get in the boat? Well, well, they didn't want to leave where they were, man. No, they didn't want to leave while they were. Man, where they were was great, miraculous, actually. But here's the deal this morning. God can't take us where we've never been until we turn loose of where we have been. 
I'm going to say that again this morning, and I would appreciate a little help this morning. Listen, God can't take us where we've never been until we turn loose of where we have been. But where we have been has become comfortable. And where we have never been is complex. Where we have been has become easy. Where we have never been requires effort. God has the boat all ready for us. He wants to take us somewhere. He wants to take us somewhere new. He wants to take us somewhere fresh. He wants to take us somewhere beyond where we are and where we have ever been. But the question is, will we get in the boat with the Lord this morning or will we miss the boat? Will our comfort level cause us to resist our Lord's call? Or will our desire for more of him compel us to get in the boat? Let me give you another reason why we might miss the boat. And that is the course ahead of us looks scary. We might miss the boat because the course that is ahead of us looks scary. Listen, most of the disciples were fishermen by trade. They knew how to discern the sky. No doubt they looked out onto the sea and looked onto the water and looked up into the sky. And perhaps they could discern the storm that was developing. And they did not want to have to face the storm that they knew was ahead. Here's what I've come to know. Listen, write this down. God doesn't always call us out onto calm waters. I said, God doesn't always call us out onto calm waters. Listen, you cannot discern the Lord's will based on how calm the water is. Sometimes he will lead us right smack dab into the storm. And you do understand smack dab, right? Yeah, sometimes God will lead us. And we're saying, but Lord, I see the storm. It's brewing. I can see it. Uh, Oh, perhaps the disciples said to Jesus, Jesus, you're a carpenter. We're fishermen. Jesus, what do you mean get in the boat? Jesus, it's not wise. Jesus, there's a storm brewing. We don't want to go into the midst of the storm. Listen, here's what we need to understand this morning. And that is we should focus on our call rather than our circumstances. I've said this many times before, but it fits here. I'm going to say it again. On March the 26th, 1990, at 2 a.m. in the morning, God woke me up. And God said to me, Harvest Time Church, Midland, Texas, Odessa Highway. After a time, I discerned this to mean that God was calling me and my family to leave where we were and to go to a place where we had never been. And there we were to plant a brand new church. We were to call it Harvest Time Church. We were to locate it on the highway to Odessa. Listen, let me tell you that it was exciting. It was exhilarating. I was exuberant at first. (laughs) At first, in the beginning, until, say until. Yeah, until, until, until what? Until I counted the cost. Until the storm clouds began to build up. Until the the course ahead began to look scary. Until I began to think about the security that I was leaving behind. At that point, I began to resist getting into that boat. 
And one day as I was resisting, as one day as I was wrestling with making the final decision, uh, would we go or would we not go? Would we do this or would we not? My wife asked me, she said, honey, did God speak to you or not? Did God say Harvest Time Church, Midland, Texas, Odessa Highway? Did he say that or not? I said, yes, he said that. She said, then the circumstances don't matter. The circumstances don't matter. We will either obey or we will disobey. I'll tell you that we chose to obey and I am so glad we did because the ride in that boat lasted for 10 years and it was one of the most exciting and fulfilling rides of my life. Somebody needs to hear this today. Focus on the call rather than the circumstances. Even if the course ahead of us looks scary, we should still answer the call and get in the boat. Don't miss the boat. Third reason why we might miss the boat this morning is this, and that is we're, we're too cautious. We might miss the boat simply because we're too cautious. See, getting on board with Jesus usually requires risk. See, Jesus rarely calls us to something that will not challenge us. He's just not into mediocrity. He's just not into same-o, same-o, second verse, same as the first. He's just not into that. Fact is, he seems to love moving us beyond our comfort zone. Think about Peter. Think about Peter. Peter was pushed beyond his comfort zone to both get into the boat and then later to get out of the boat. As I said earlier, as a fisherman, Peter could discern the sky. And listen, Peter liked to talk, and he wasn't afraid to speak up. And I'm sure it was Peter that was trying to talk everybody out of it. I'm sure it was Peter that was telling the Lord all of the reasons why this should not be done. It was his business to know when and when not to take a, uh, to, to take a boat out onto the water. And this was simply not the time. He had to take a risk to get in the boat. But if you read the rest of the story, then afterward, he was, after he was in the boat for a while, he would be challenged to take another risk by getting out of the boat <laughs> that he initially did not want to get into. <laughs> And not just step out of the boat, and not just step out of the boat onto dry ground, but to step out of the boat onto the water in the midst of the sea. Has God ever done this to you? Has God ever done this to you, invite you to step out of the boat he earlier invited you to step into? See, here's what often happens. It happens frequently. God calls us to get into the boat that he has prepared for us. And initially we resist. We, we don't want to get into the boat. We resist it. But we get in the boat reluctantly. And then, and then after we've been in the boat for a little while, then we begin to get comfortable in that boat. <laughs> And then as time goes by, we find out after a while we began to even like the boat. The same boat that we initially did not want to get into, we are now liking the boat. And as time goes on, then finally when we embrace the boat, we end up loving the boat. But then... Then and just about then, God calls us to a different boat. (laughs) 
and we resist that boat and we try and hang on to the boat that we are in that we initially resisted. We're a mess, are we not? (laughs) Why will some people miss the boat? Because they are too cautious. Here's what I know. Faith says yes while fear says no. Faith says yes while fear says no. Where are you living today? Are you living in faith or are you living in fear? Will faith help you step into the boat or will you allow fear to keep you out of the boat? See, God wants to take us somewhere. I I know with all of my heart that God wants to take us somewhere. He has a boat all prepared to take us where we have never been or, or where we haven't been in a very long time. The question is, will we get into the boat or will we miss the boat because we are too cautious? Don't miss the boat. Let me give you another reason why we might miss the boat, and that is we might miss the boat because we're with the wrong crowd. All 12 of the disciples were willing to get into the boat. Only one was willing to get out of the boat and onto the water to walk with Jesus. Write this down this morning. If we're content to sit in the boat with the crowd, we probably will never walk on the water with Christ. Now, just think about it. I was thinking about it as I was preparing this message. Think about who was sitting in the boat that day. (laughs) Think about it. Among them was Thomas. Doubting Thomas. How would you like for your nickname to be Doubter? (laughs) Wouldn't that be a great nickname? There's the Doubter. Here comes the Doubter. (laughs) Do you think the Doubter? Do you think Thomas? Do you think he might have thrown out a few reasons why walking on the water was not a good idea? I can't speak for you, but I've definitely had Doubter in my boat before. Pastor, you want us to do what? You want us to give what? You want us to do what? 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 I've definitely had doubter in my boat before. Another person that was sitting in the boat that day was Judas. Judas, the betrayer. The betrayer. I wonder what he had to say about the matter. Again, I can't speak for you, but I've also had the betrayer in my boat too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on the boat. Yeah, pastor. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's give it. Yeah. Yeah, pastor. I'm with you, man. But then when we get out at about halfway and things get a little bit rocky and the storm begins to brew and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Judas shows up. The Judas shows up and he stands up and betrays. Have you ever had a Judas in your boat? I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. Amen. Here's what I know this morning. That is the people you surround yourself with will determine your success. I've told you that a thousand times, but I tell you again, the people you surround yourself with will determine your success. I've said this as well, but I want you to hear it. Somebody said, take the top five people you spend the most time with, add them all up, divide by five, and that is who you will become. So when you begin to look around at your friends and the people that you spend the most time with, if you do not want to become like them, if there are things about them and things in their life that you don't want in your life, listen, I'm telling you, if you hang around with them uh, long enough, the things that are in their life will become things in your life. So be careful who you surround yourself with because who you surround yourself with will determine your success. 
If Peter would have listened to the voices in the crowd, he would have remained in the comfort of the boat with the other 11. Instead, he listened to the voice of the Lord who said, hey, Peter, come on down. Think about this. Peter was the only one of the disciples who could list water walker on his resume. Amen. You might want to make fun of Peter for falling. You might want to point out his flaws, but he's the only one of the 12 that could put water walker on his resume. The people you surround yourself with will determine your success. Don't hang out with the wrong crowd or you might just miss the boat. Notice one more reason why we might miss the boat, and that is we might miss the boat because we don't trust our commander. Yeah, we might miss the boat because we don't trust our commander. See, what we do or don't do will be determined by the level of our trust. I have a word for this house today, and the word is God wants to take us beyond where we are. He wants to take us beyond where we are, both as a church and as individuals. This message today is for us corporately. It is for us as the family of the grace place, but it is also for you individually. And I'm telling you that God wants to take you where you have never been before. You are not here this morning in this church sitting in here uh, today by happenstance. It's not coincidence, but you are here by divine appointment and you are here because God wants to use the men of God and God wants to use the anointing of the Holy Spirit and God wants to use what is going to take place in this church in the next few weeks. God wants to use that to take you to a new level, to take you where you have never been before, perhaps to a place where you didn't even know was possible, perhaps a place that you didn't have never even heard of, but God has a place prepared and he says, get on board and I'll take you there. Yeah, this, this is a word for us as individuals and it's a word for us as a church, as a church family. Amen. The question is, will we get on board? Will we get on board? Do we trust our commander enough to obey his orders? See, Jesus had to insist that the disciples get on board. He literally had to make them, force them, insist on them getting into the boat. Did they not trust him? Well, evidently not 100%. Right? Not 100%. Listen, as I look back over nearly 50 years of full-time ministry, my greatest accomplishments in ministry and my most fulfillment in my life has come from the times I had to trust God the most. The times that I had to take a risk to either get in the boat or get out of a boat. See, when God spoke to me, Harvest Time Church, Midland, Texas, Odessa Highway, I was pastoring a great church, man. I was pastoring a great church. that had a really, really good church with a, a great salary, and it was comfortable, and I was well-loved and respected, and I could hold my head high and tell everybody the church that I pastored. But what God called me to, the boat God wanted me to get into, was to a place that I had absolutely no guarantee. I didn't know anybody there. I had no guarantee it would even work. So the greatest fulfillment and greatest excitement in my life came in those 10 years of ministry there as I began to watch God unfold his will and watch God begin to build a great church there. I'll never forget one, one Sunday night uh, after the church began to kind of take off and things looked, began to look promising. I remember looking over at my wife and kind of grinning and I said, well, well, this thing might work after all. <laughs> I was kind of jesting. I was kind of, I was kind of uh, teasing a little bit, but also I was also saying, man, you know, 
there was no, the only guarantee, the only guarantee that we had for success there in that ministry was to be in obedience to God. And the enemy gave me several opportunities to, to bail out on obeying God and do things easier and do the things the more easy, natural way. But I held on to what God spoke to me. And I said, the only way this thing is going to work, the only way this is going to be successful is if we do it God's way. So we got to do it God's way so we guarantee success. I'm telling you this morning that if you'll get in the boat with Jesus, if he's actually calling you into that boat, I promise you if you'll get in the boat and you'll hang on and you're going to have to hang on and there's going to be some storms and there's going to be some rough water and there's going to be some times, man, your, your, your knuckles are going to be white as you're holding on. But listen, if Jesus called you into the boat, then Jesus will see you through. Amen. He'll see you through. Just make sure it's Jesus and not pizza. Amen. Amen. A lot of people say, God told me this or that. And I'm thinking <laughs> too much pizza. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. Listen, here's what I know. In 50 years of ministry and walking with Jesus, I can tell you that I have always found him to be trustworthy. Trustworthy. So I ask you today, who is willing to get on board today? Who is willing to get on board today? Who is hearing Jesus say, I have a boat prepared for this church. I have a destination for this church. I have a place to take this church. Who is hearing that voice today? And who is willing to get on board with Jesus? And who is hearing the voice of the Lord speak to them personally and say, get on board. I have somewhere I want to take you. There's something I want to do for you and with you and through you. Will you get on board? Get on board, the Lord says this morning, and let me take you to where you have never been or where you haven't been in a long, long time. The takeaway for the message this morning is this. Don't miss out on where God wants to take you. Don't miss out on where God wants to take you. Don't miss the boat.